0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Game Plan, a playbook for winning law firms. Scott Clayson here again, your co-host of our uh, podcast. I want to welcome Joyce Bradford, my uh, other host here. Joyce, welcome. Hope you're having a good day.
1: I am. Scott, I think we had an agreement that I was always to be esteemed when you introduced me.
0: No, I probably didn't say esteemed because, you know, that's <laughs> become like my trigger word, like, and I'll probably say segue as well, like a million times, but we
2: we all won't right, do right.
0: that. Uh <laughs> We're also joined today by Jason Goldfinger. Jason, hello. Good morning. Okay. <laughs> okay. There he is, yeah. <laughs> Jason is the, the VP of Sales at ProfitSolve. He is a, a part of our, our group here um, at the ProfitSolve level that, again, for those of you that are joining us for the first time, uh, ProfitSolve owns some of the uh, most popular legal practice management solutions out there in the market. Names you're familiar with, like Tabs3, Rocket Matter, Cosmolex, TimeSolve. Um, and a number of other companies that help professional service firms um, get the most out of their their business with the tools that we provide. Jason specifically is an expert in the topic that we're going to be talking about today, and that is on document management and document sharing and e-signature collection. So we thought this would be a good time. Again, our podcast is all about trying to get you in about 15 or 20 minutes, like some sort of golden nugget of information that you can take away to help run your law firm better, and uh, we know that there's no meatier topic than how you organize your documents that you are having to work on for your clients and your matters. And then, as Jason will speak to, sharing them with your 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 uh, your clients, um, getting signatures from your clients. Whether it's, I love the term that I've learned in the last couple of months, Jason, of like wet ink. You know, actually, like literally physically signing a document versus electronic signature. Um, you know, when you say wedding, everybody knows what you mean. It's a it's a great a great phrase. Um, okay, so enough of me talking, Joyce. Let's first dive into um, managing documents for law firms can be quite challenging. Um, there's can be a hodgepodge of systems and processes. Some people still will literally have a file cabinet and print out documents and put them in a manila folder and file it away. Some have their own quirky. In house way of saving things on a server. Some just literally have no system whatsoever, and everybody just saves stuff on their own hard drive and shares it that way. Yeah. Let's get into that. What should you be doing as a winning law firm?
1: Yeah. Great question, Scott. I, I love thinking about uh, documents in law firms and how to get people to really modernize this part of their practice because as you uh, aptly said, it is the meatiest part of law firm management. In fact, it is the meat and the potatoes of law firm management, right? When you think of what you need to do as a law firm, there are certain things that you deal with every single day, right? You need to understand uh, the, you need to be competent in the area that you're practicing. You need to have the tools necessary to represent your clients. You need to have a way to create and store work product. You need to have a, a, a way to share work product with the necessary parties, whether that be your client, opposing counsel, or the court. There are all of these things. That you need, right? And I like to think of, of document management as a digital tool, the same way we thought about legal research management as a digital tool 10, 15, 20 years ago, right? So if you were like me, when you went to law school, uh, your first year class, when you were doing uh, either trial ad or legal research or just beginning, you had to go to an actual library and look at actual books and find real statutes and make copies oh, of things. It was wild. It was wild. I still remember the smell of uh, very old books. And I mean, like, you know, I, so I went to a, a very old uh, law school library, and the library happened to be in the uh, the basement of this building called Wiggins, and um, it it had a very distinct library old book smell down there, and it it brings me a lot of joy. I don't know that most people relate to it that way, but that's how I think of paper, and I think that's how most law firms think about paper, right? Um, There was an old way to store things. There was an old way to capture data, but it doesn't really work, right? Having to go into a library to look up statutes, having to go to a file cabinet to find the work that you've done before, that doesn't work in our modern system where people work remotely, where you need access to your data all the time, right? And so, okay, it just intuitively makes sense. You're gonna move this to a digital world. But then comes the maxim that I learned very early on in practice management from my very first mentor, the great Eric Mazzoni, Um, who told me one time, he said, if uh, you are using a service and you are not paying for it, then you are the product. And there is no truer maxim in the world of technology than that. It's true for everything we do. If you are not paying for that service, then the data that you are sharing, the information that you're collecting, the documents that you are storing there, uh, those are the product. And that is not what we want. That is not what we want. And that's, uh, that's how we need to think about this, right? Not only do we need to have access to our documents all the time, not only do we need to store them in a way that we can use them, that we can modify them, that we can track them, that we can share them with the appropriate parties, but they also need to be stored in a way that is secure. And you need to be in control of that service and the service provider. Uh, and you need to understand exactly what it is that you are paying for because you really should be paying for something here.
0: I think that gets back to, you know, and I will we'll always lean into your, your legal practice management software is going to be your your best source of truth for a, a lot of things that you do mm. to manage a mm-hmm. law firm. Um, sure. And so I think of when it comes to because there's there's two things when I think of file sharing and and Jason we'll talk about in a second right. sharing with your clients, but when it comes to sharing with your internal team members, versioning control. You know, what version of the document? We're working on document automation, document assembly. Um, There's a lot of things, especially if you're filing a lot of things with courts, that you have to have like the templates and being able to Mm -hmm. customize the templates easily for your individual client where, you know, 90% of the letter or the document's already written and you just have to insert 10, 15 fields scattered throughout the document. Most of your legal practice management solutions should allow you to do that, right? And you should be shopping for one that does if they don't. Is where I think I'm headed.
2: That was a really good breakdown, Joyce. I was really impressive. <laughs> and I, I was hearing you talk about it, and it's it's this feeling of internal file management is very different from when you go external with your clients because yeah. in your law firm, your staff, you guys are used to the workflows that you have in place. So you get, you know, you can have these logins and you can have these. Uh, documented processes that everybody just kind of gets to know a uh, second nature. But when it mm-hmm. comes to your clients and file sharing in general, it, the things that I've learned through my experiences, depending on where your firm is at, you need to cater to what your clients are capable of. If you're a, a so law true. firm starting at, if you're a law firm starting out, if it, the best case scenario is from the beginning, implement a portal system. And an onboarding system where you say, yeah. this is where you log in. This is where all of your stuff is. So from the mm-hmm. beginning, that's the expectations of your clients. That is a lot tougher to do if you have an existing practice that you're trying to bring into mm-hmm. the modern age. You're going to have 15, 20% of your clients that will adopt a client portal setup where you have a workspace or folder set up for them, yeah. drop off files for them. They log in, they get them, they upload files there you're going to have some tech savvy um, or maybe not as transactional clients that you work with really often that will be able to use that. But then you've got the other 80% of clients that are not as tech savvy. They're older. Yeah. They, they call you for 15 minutes saying, I don't know what my password is. How do I log in? Where do I yeah. go? And I would guess most of you guys don't really build them for that, even though you're playing tech support. Some of you, Some of you might. Um, but we want to eliminate that. We want to cater to them. So it's really important to find systems that have both sides of that coin so that you can, um, have a portal system for the tech savvy clients, but then also communicate with security through email or through text messaging some easy, easy way for your clients that they, uh, don't have to call you and say, I don't know how to do this. And we're talking about, real security here 256 bit encryption i'm sure a lot of you guys you know 15 20 years ago password protected pdfs were the standard and that was okay back then it was 128 bit encryption but with that method you're still sending full pdfs through Mm. public email servers outlook Mm -hmm. gmail yahoo and joyce going back to what you said Those systems are free. I mean, I know you pay for G Suite and Office 365 and things like that, but the emailing side of it, it's free for a reason. And those services (laughs) offer a higher tiered, costly encrypted version for a reason because they know their regular emailing systems are not protected. Just so you guys understand how it works, whenever you're sending a file to a client, let's say Joyce is my client and I've got a bank statement that I'm sending to her, for example. Even though I send it directly to her inbox, on the way to that inbox, it gets stored at multiple public email servers on the way to her. Each email server will take the file I've sent, make a mm-hmm. copy of it, keep it there, and send it to the next server. This happens in you know less than a second, so you don't notice it. But even though I send it to Joyce, it's now resting on multiple public email servers. So you yeah. need to find something that, gets rid of that whole workflow, but also caters to your client's ability when it comes to logging into things.
1: Yeah, and Jason, I, think I have that's a question my... for you. Yeah. I, can, can I interrupt you? Because I, I have a question for you here. Um, sure. So 100% right, first of all, email is garbage for, and I'm just gonna say this in, in plain English, e- email is garbage for file sharing with your clients. Not Absolutely. only because data, yeah, not only because data rests in multiple servers, but also because you don't understand how secure your client's backend is, right? Especially if you're in a family law matter, you do not want to share information via email. Anyone who has um, someone who m- who gets email via a business address, who has family members who might access their device, you don't wanna send any email or any document that way. But Jason, I have a specific question for you about document sharing that we build on top of client portals, which is something that we do here in ProfitSolve. So if we eliminate the security risk and we're using just client portals, talk to me about the benefit of an added or additional file sharing tool uh, like what you're the expert in, um, every day, because that part, I think people think, Oh, well, I've got the client portal. That's good enough. Talk to me about the next part that you're able to provide.
2: So it's, it comes back to this idea of a source of truth. Uh, when, when going back to internal file file management, if you've got paper documents, documents and email that a paralegal received, but the attorney wasn't CC'd on it, Um, you start to have this situation where you've got documents and if you're using what the client uses because you don't have a system in place. So if the client uses Google Drive or Dropbox or OneDrive and they're just sending you stuff over because that's what they use, you end up having all of these documents in five plus locations and you don't Mm -hmm. know where they are, who has it or what's going on. So a client portal, the big benefit of it is having this source of truth where your firm can say, this is where the most updated information and file versioning is for our firm. This is where we know everything is. This is like a digital file cabinet, basically. So from that client portal, you can then request signatures for documents if you want to. If you if you guys haven't talked about wet ink um, and some, some courts, you know, they, they say oh we only accept wet ink but a lot of those rules are changing a lot of and and you guys should ask your court or your filing system or where whoever you're you're trying to submit documents to if they accept a lot electronic signature yet because yeah. there's a ton of data points that on electronic signatures you just don't have on paper documents and there's arguments for both but electronic signatures have gotten very popular over the past 10 years and especially with covid And from a portal type setup, you can right-click, send out for signature, get it signed. It automatically gets uploaded back into that client's folder. So it eliminates a lot of these unbillable tasks of having to move files around and and organize and just have it all in one place. Does that answer your question?
1: It does. One of the things that I've gotten here recently, and Scott, I'm just really taking over. I'm going to bounce this back over to you in a minute here. (laughs) Uh, one of the things that I've gotten recently that I've had to explain to some folks is, okay, I've got the client portal. I get that. Um, why on earth do I need anything above the client portal? Um, and so what I'd love for you, Jason, to talk to us about is the benefit of the um, uh, a solution that goes beyond sharing with just clients, right? A place where you can store your documents um, because whether I am receiving a tremendous amount of electronic discovery or I need to send large files to someone else, right. huge files. And I don't, they're not a client of mine. I don't want to register them in my practice management system as a client. I don't right. want that. What I need is to be able to communicate with third parties, doctors' offices, chiropractors, uh, opposing counsel, whoever needs to be. Um, talk to me about how a file sharing system works with those folks and the limits of a client portal in those scenarios.
2: Yeah, so a client portal, the way it operates is you have folders set up, and you have logins associated with those folders, so that when somebody logs in, the system knows, okay, they have access to these folders. But when you're on a case and you've got, you know, an ancillary person that's involved, um, and you need to send them something, you don't want to add them to that same folder that has access to all those things that the client they they don't need to be privy to all that information. Um, So that's where being able to share encrypted links to one file becomes really relevant. And at ProfitSolve, the way we do that is through a question and answer verification. So this makes it really easy. You can do a login as well, but just to make it easy, you can send a document out to this person and write a question and answer that only they would know the answer to. So just a quick verification for them to answer to make sure, okay, you're the right person while also being using that um, encrypted link of the portal. So we're using the security of the portal, but the ease of use of encrypted links and email Mm -hmm. at the same time. So you kind of get the best best of both worlds. It's a really easy way to send those one-off files when needed. Mm -hmm. You can also do the same thing on the receiving end. So the, the system we have allows you to request files from clients or from random other parties. They can send it to you completely secured without having to log in or without having to create an account, everything is sent with 256 bit encryption. And Joyce, you Mm -hmm. mentioned really large files. If you're working with a private investigator and they've got these video files of your client, obviously being innocent, you're able to get that video file uploaded through this system because you can send gigabytes and gigabytes inside of these requested links because we're avoiding those public email servers that we talked about. So it really is just encompassing all of that, Back and forth that you guys have with clients, various other parties, and centralizing it in one place, but making it easy for all of them to use at the same time.
0: And I want to bring this full circle that what you just described, all of that that file sharing um, variety, if you will, is you know to have that living within your practice management solution that you live in for everything else the rest of the day. So using. Tab three, using Cosmolex, using Rocky Matter, using TimeSolve, all four of them as part of the ProfitSolve family have this tool now available within their system. We're calling it it's, it's called Lex Share. We'll talk about Lex Signs, the way to do that, the 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 signature request, which you can talk about in a minute. The beauty of that, Jason, and what he's explaining is that, that if you're not if you're a firm that aren't using some of the profit solve products right now, you could use the standalone LexShare, LexSign to do everything that that Jason just described. Um, And again, that's my shameless plug for the Profit Products, and I'm not afraid to say it. Um, (laughs) But I'm going to step back and tell you my horror story, just because I've been waiting to tell this horror story, as why this is so important. Because we talked a little bit about the limitations in the, maybe the technical acumen of your clients, but the firms themselves, we know, have their own technical issues. And here's my horror story as, when I was a marketing director at TimeSolve, all of the marketing emails went out under my name. So Scott Clayson was an inbox name Mm -hmm. seen quite frequently by people who use law firms that use TimeSolve. As a result, I would periodically, consistently get Mm -hmm. emails sent to me that were to Scott, supposed to be somebody else. But we know how Outlook and Gmail will autofill. So if I'm an attorney, I start an email and I start typing Scott and they're trying to send it to Scott, Carlson, let's say, or Scott Olson, or whoever, but they see my name comes up first and they're not paying attention. And so Scott Clayson is who is sending the email to, I have received documents from law firms for clients to my yeah. email. Me, like, and I, 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 yeah. it shatters me when I see it and I have to email them back going immediately, Like, this is not the Scott you were trying to send this to. Point being, they were doing, Joyce, what you described, yeah. Using just email to send documents. And not only is it the issues, yeah. the security issues you talked about, your own security of like, are you even sending it to the right person? <laughs>
1: right. You're not, they're not. And I tell you what, Scott, this happens to me too, because I've got, uh, I was on marketing emails for a long time here uh, at ProfitSol with one of our family of brands. And now I have three emails that just go to a single inbox. I get these things so frequently, I have a templated reply that I can just wow. plug and play multiple times a week. I got mediation yeah. notes on uh Thursday afternoon. I should not receive mediation notes. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's me. real. It's real. And I think everyone here uh, who's going to be listening to this podcast at some point in the future has probably accidentally sent something to the wrong person. I think everyone sure. has done that. I, You know, yeah. whether it was confidential information or not. Scott, thank you so much for sharing that story. That makes it uh, real for everyone, I hope. Yeah.
0: So, Jason, just want to wrap this up uh, quickly here. You know, we talked about the the file sharing part. We talked a little bit about signature requests and the challenges of that. Is there you know any part of that sort of category that we that's important to touch on that we haven't talked about already versus you know, we talked about wedding versus not, but just the idea of like requesting signatures on documents doesn't have to be a big hassle. I think is the the takeaway here, right?
2: When I first started selling electronic signature in 2014, it was something I had to convince people was worth doing. It was, hey, this is legal, I promise. And over time, people, people started accepting it, it, got more popular. And then COVID, it just exploded because people, uh, it was a lot of how they, they people weren't coming in person for some firms anymore. Right. Electronic signature is not some scary monster that's super difficult to do. The typical way that a lot of law firms have gotten signatures in the past is through print, scan, sign, fax type processes. You're gonna have people coming. You're gonna have clients come in person, but a lot of firms will say, "Oh no, we're all set. We don't do electronic signature." And then we ask, "Okay, what do you guys do?" And they say, "We just send it as a PDF through email." And what they usually don't understand how annoying that is for their clients, or How that's affecting their firm, because if you send just a PDF over to a client to sign, they have to have a printer, a scanner or a fax machine in order to get it back to you. And the whole thing is completely unsecured or they're going to print it out at their workplace where everything that's printed out of the main floor printer is monitored by an IT team and their personal divorce paperwork is being printed out and they rush to the printer to make sure no one's looking at their stuff. Right if they can do all of that and sign it and scan it and send it back to you unsecured, they can use electronic signature. And I promise you guys, Mm -hmm. if they, if even though you're not using electronic signature with your clients, a lot of them are using it with their real estate agent or their accountant or their financial services provider, whatever it may be, this has become so popular and so mainstream. And it's also what surprised me is how non tech savvy people have really gravitated towards this. They don't have trouble with it. If you have the right system, um, another shameless plug for our system is that it's gonna be sent directly from your email address instead of from a do not reply email. A lot of the issues with the major providers is that they come from these do not reply emails and it goes into your client's junk or their spam folder. And they say they don't get it. They give you a call, hey, I didn't get this, check your spam, blah, blah, blah. Or they reply back to that email and say, hey, I had a question about this. And it says, this is going nowhere. And then the, and then the person doesn't know who, how to talk to you guys. You want to streamline, streamline that as much as possible. And electronic signature is a very easy way to dip your toe into the water of bringing your firm into a modern way of doing things. And then having it integrated into our system and into your legal practice management system just brings it to an entirely different level of having everything yeah. in one place instead of these siloed programs that don't talk to
0: each other. The other thing I love about um, specific LexSign, the the ability to request signatures is, um, and this is perhaps a unique thing for lawyers, is when you need to get signatures from multiple parties, that can feel like it's going to be really challenging in an electronic environment. But again, with LexSign, if you need to make that multiple signature request, multiple party request, it's pretty slick, isn't it?
2: Yeah, you can have sequential signer uh, sequencing. So... If I need to send a copy to you and Joyce, uh, I can make it so, Scott, you're the one who signs first, then it gets auto-routed to Joyce, or if it can just be sent to both of you at the same time, and when both of you guys sign whenever, then it's just sent back to me as one completed document. You can have multiple different documents sent in one envelope with 10 different Uh signers. So it's just sent out, everything's done, and it routes back into your
0: system. Mm -hmm. And you can do that right from your Outlook, making all those requests, right? Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah the, uh, yeah, the custom template feature for us is the is the differentiator. Not every document you guys send out to your clients is going to be the same to every client. So in our tool, you're able to customize in Outlook. I want the client to sign right here. I want them to put their name right <laughs> here, put your initials right here, and you can send it out straight from there. So you don't need to log into a separate website and, and do all that.
0: All right, well, I think we have... Uh taking a good deep dive into not only the importance of internally sharing your documents amongst your staff and how to organize it using your legal practice management solution, hopefully, but also the idea of like, how are you going to get your files to your clients? How are you going to get signatures? There are so many wonderful options out there that the ProfitSol family can can help provide. Um, again, another shameless plug, but that that's you know, um, you know, part of, uh, learning how to be a winning law firm is using the right tools. And we're confident that, that profit self has the, the right solutions, no matter where you are technically uh, as a law firm. So Jason, thank you very much for, uh, Absolutely. for being our guest here today. Thank, thank
2: you, you, right. you, Jason. With, with such a esteemed hosts, I just, I had such a great <laughs> experience.
0: <laughs> we try to make it as easy as we can on our, on our, um, uh, on our guests. So, um, You'll be, you'll get a parting gift uh, later for your appearance. So, <laughs> right, okay, yeah. Look, look, look for that in the mail. Um, all right, <laughs> Joyce, Jason, thank you guys very much. Uh, we will uh, catch up with everyone next time with our next podcast. Hope you all have a great uh, rest of your day. Thanks, awesome.
1: Scott. Thanks, Thanks Jason. Guys.